What's up? Welcome, friends. Uh, this is your weekly edition of WCWF Wrestling Chat with Friends. As always, I'm Megan Rickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels. We got Cheats, two belts in the building, and Ty. We have yet to come up with a cool name for you in the it was, building. It was a little swole. It was a little swole. Is it <laughs> swole? It was a little swole. I feel like that's a little dangerous, Ty, because from what I hear, Big Swole says, uh, talk shit, get hit. So if you're rolling with her name, you got to be ready. Oh, no. You know, it's all about that. You know, you talk big shit, then I'm going to quit because I- I'm too pretty to get hit. <laughs> word, word, word. <laughs> by our friend always is wrestling chat with friends we got to bring somebody on so we have our friend billa with us today billa what is your fun wrestling name what can we call you uh ty dubbed me the cambodian crusher on twitter the other day so i guess i'd go with the cambodian crusher strong strong i like the cambodian the cambodian punisher i don't know one of those (laughs) i like 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 it has like that good alliteration yeah yeah you got to double up you got to double up with the cc Got gotcha. to. <laughs> All right, Villa. So, um, first thing we always ask, and I think it's a great way to get to know our friends and find out a little bit more about them. Um, how did you get into wrestling? I started with wrestling when I was like a little kid. Monday Night Raw at nine o'clock, at the same time. Well, when I was a little kid, I couldn't watch it then because you know I think it was the Attitude Era. But my oldest brother, he would always record it on VHS, so I always watch it with him the day after. And he he recorded every week the same old tape recorded over the same um, the previous episode, watch it every day. Um, the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian and Dudley Boys TLC match that really got me in. I think my in the favorite era I was hooked onto was the ruthless aggression era. So ever since then I've been in wrestling. I did fall out of it um, when I got into high school and got my first job because I just didn't have time to watch it at night. Um, I think the last. Thing I remember before I stopped watching was Eddie Guerrero's passing, and then after that, I missed the whole CM Punk era. I caught back on a little bit um, after the pipe bomb, but fell out of it again. And recently, when the um, the whole WWE Network came back uh, or you know started, that's when I got back into it. And lately, I've been out of it, so I haven't been keeping up with AEW or none of that lately. So I'm just here, just hanging out. <laughs> I feel like that's the good thing about wrestling and something we hear a lot from our friends is that like, like wrestling, it's the, it's the comfortable thing that's always there for you. Like you you can dip in and out, you can grow up, you can have kids, like you can be in and out of relationships, but like wrestling is always there for you when you come back at the end. (laughs) You gotta get familiar, you gotta know the new faces and get to the, and recognize who the old faces are still if they still look the same so absolutely well speaking of one of our other favorite questions to ask is who's your favorite wrestler right now um like who oh, right now like, currently but like when you are tuned in who gets you the most excited oh man i gotta say at one point it was seth rollins the current rosters um let me think current roster i'm trying to say rollins i like Darby Allen's growing on me. Um, I don't know about his, you know, off the out the ring situations, but <laughs> him trying to kill himself all the time. Yeah, yeah. We have we have a Darby. We have a Darby. She'd show us uh, our the new Darby Allen that just came out. That's looking great. I'm gonna have to take the blur off so people can really see 
so people can really say the see the Darby. Hold on one second. This is the this is the Darby Allen AEW action figure, and it is absolutely beautiful. And just for the record. This is for little cheats, the cheater's birthday presents. You see our lucha friend there. And just for the record, that is Sin Cara beside me. Don't, don't know where Sin Cara <laughs> is or where he came from, but he is here. And I do like Kenny Omega. I like his New Japan um, days. I don't know about his AEW days yet. Oh, uh, we definitely need to get you over to the AEW train because Kenny's yeah. been putting some first class matches over there. Um, Speaking of which, uh, we could circle back. Do you guys want to start and talk about uh, last weekend's AEW? Do you guys want to? I know Crown Jewel is is happening, wrapping up. Where where are you guys falling? Ty, Mark, I know you're my WWE guys. Just wrapped a match. So if you <laughs> well, I mean, I did I did watch the Brian Danielson Suzuki match. Oh my god! Um, from start to finish, I was able to. I was able to catch that. I didn't fully understand, and I'm glad you guys told me about uh, AEW Rampage buy-in. So I didn't know exactly what it was. And I was like, do we have to buy it, or it was just like an AEW dark show? And it, and it appears, am I right, it was like an AEW dark show? You just go on YouTube and watch the full full show, right? Yeah. Of the conventional, you know how normally, I mean, WWE done the same thing before the pay-per-view they'll have a free match and it's like that last one that they're like hey man like if you tune into the free match and we put it on good enough you're gonna want to buy our show it's the buy-in right, right? it was really weird because it, but it was a whole card it was a whole hour like ty conti let it off uh ty conti santana garrett there was another really good match on uh buy-in i can't remember uh oh it was bobby fish bobby fish and lee moriarty and then there was the great, you know, AEW production in between building up some some of the matches. And then the main event, they let uh, Suzuki and Brian Danielson go 25 minutes. Uh, it was a 30-minute time limit. They went 25 minutes. And then it led into the live Rampage on Friday night, which led off Rampage on TV with uh, CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. So um, it was a really good like I haven't really done a lot. I don't watch a lot of AEW Dark. I don't lot. I don't watch a lot of just like sit and watch a YouTube product, whether it's NWA or like the AEW Dark stuff. But buy-in might have changed the corner for me because it was a really okay. well done show. Um, no commercials, clearly. Uh, a lot of production in between. And if you're gonna put matches like 25 minutes of Brian Danielson Suzuki um, on the show and lead it into uh, side Alan CM Punk. I, th- I mean, I think they're just continuing to hit shows out of the park. Um, and it was, I think it was a really good match. Um, I didn't know this, but Suzuki is 52 years old. Yes. Uh, so for him <laughs> to do what he did for 25 minutes, um, it wasn't like high flying action. It was a really traditional, strong style match. But um, I think it shows Brian Danielson's versatility. He is, uh, I think, 2-1-1 now in AEW since he's come on. CM Punk's undefeated. But I thought that that show, the Rampage, I did not see, and I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but I did not see, uh, I saw some of, I guess, Saturday Night Dynamite Live. Is that what they did? Um, And and they're going to have an issue long-term because the reason they're moving the – Dynamites and Rampages because TNT has a hockey contract. So they're, you know, they moved it this week again because they have hockey doubleheaders. 
and they're and I know they're going to TBS as well, the other Turner station where I think it'll be less conflict after baseball season's over. But um, it's it, it's it sucks in the sense that you know for the most part, and WWE has to move some of their things as well because if you notice now the baseball playoffs a lot like a lot of um, SmackDown in particular, which is their highly rated show, is going to FS1. Uh, while baseball playoffs are on, or if there's going to be a special football game or something like that. But I think WWE kind of survives that a little bit more than AEW. I think that's where if it's not going to be Wednesday night dynamite and Friday night rampage at these set times, I do think it's going to hurt AEW in the long run, but long story short, those matches were bangers. Um, Ty, I want you to jump in and tell us what you're thinking, but real quick, just to inform that, because that is what Chief was just talking about. And it's something I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, on Friday night, AEW for the first time exceeded WWE um, in the important 18 to 49 year old demo. So uh, even with SmackDown, even with, you know, everything else, it being a Friday night, which is traditionally a hard draw for a live event um, on TV, uh, they were able to exceed them this, this go round. So, Chief, I definitely Just so to clarify that, that's the first time Rampage exceeded SmackDown in the demo, right? Because Dynamite they, had won some things. They, they've won other demos. This was yeah, the yeah. first time won that specific demo. Okay head to head because they you know they had the buy-in and then they had the actual show um and both of them are fighting i don't know if you guys saw tony khan's commercial or a commercial comment where uh three for 30 minutes and tony khan's response was i got longer money so if y'all want to play this game let's play it um but i think we're getting comfortably into a new ratings war ty what are your thoughts what did you think about rampage on friday and saturday dynamite uh, in comparison to maybe the SmackDown show. All right, so it's story time, boys and girls. Now, people will let you believe that them winning this key demographic that one night is a big deal. Tony Khan will release. And before anyone begins, I am not a WWE show. I actually dislike the WWE product right now. However, we also got to factor in that show was on, what, FS1? Nobody really watches FS1 all that much either. And it was just for that 30 minutes. WWE still outdrew the entirety of the show for that, for, for that, uh, that, I guess that, that day. The matches on both shows were bangers. I, I do agree with that. Uh, but it's not real competition yet. Mm-hmm. It's not real competition yet still because Monday Night Raw is the flagship show. They don't have a Monday Night show. They're never going to go head-to-head in that demographic. Rampage and SmackDown, eh, they can, they're starting to care about SmackDown more, but until yeah, we say, have a I, show... I got a couple points of order already, but continue on. Just make right, mental notes. Yeah, yeah until, until they have something that's going against their flagship show, it's not a real Monday Night. It's not a real you know, wrestling war like we had in the nineties with WCW. So, so I, I'm not, I'm not for all this, uh, Jericho the demo, with the, uh, demo God and all the stuff, talking all the stuff about ratings and ratings and ratings and ratings. Here's, here's the one thing I will say. Don't, don't get it twisted. 
SmackDown is the A show. Of, yeah, I was about to say the same of thing. Of WWE. It draws the most ratings. It's on Fox. It's the biggest deal. SmackDown is what they care about. Monday Night Raw is not the flagship show. And Monday Night Raw does get outdrawn on different nights than Dynamite in certain demographics. And it has for a while. Raw, is the, the whole challenge of the WWE right now is trying to figure out the Raw problem. Raw is a problem. SmackDown, not only are they on Fox, that's why they get the biggest names like Roman Reigns, carry SmackDown with the bloodline. I, there you go. Ding it. I've said his name already. Um, however, that the Fox deal is the biggest thing they have going. It's bigger than the Peacock deal and the NBC deal. It's definitely bigger than what they have on USA. Um, and Roman Reigns and Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, all of those folks are on Fox for a reason. Now, the, the, what they're trying to do is fix their raw problem. And they do have a raw problem. Um, how they do that after this draft, 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 I really don't know. However, the other thing um, that's important to note is that they're already doing, WWE in a sense, is already doing uncharacteristic things because if they didn't think AEW was a budding potential problem, they would just ignore them. They tried ignoring them. When they put Dynamite and they put like NXT against uh, Dynamite and all that stuff, the whole posture was we're bigger than them. They will somehow figure out how to fold and we'll just keep moving and we're going to ignore them. They can't ignore Tony Khan now. They can't ignore AEW now and Cody Rose and all them, mostly because they're lifted by WWE talent. Again, the CM Punk, Brian Danielson thing is so in your face, I can't ignore it. Andrade, Malachi Black to a lower extent. But what happens, and it will happen, probably. There's talks this week. Braun Strowman's probably coming over. He's going to have to figure it out. Bray Wyatt or Wyndham uh, Rotunda will probably come over. The problem is, now and again, WWE can say, we made all these people. Here you go. Congratulations. You're our little brother because we made them all. But the problem, like, they can't ignore them because those guys are going to have big enough names um, that, you know, that, that it's not ignoring. But it's interesting. So the two things I would say is SmackDown is the A show. And nobody right now, ratings-wise, is really touching SmackDown, especially on Fox. Those numbers are kind of weird. It's kind of like when you look at network television numbers versus cable. It's just not even close. Uh, even today, in 2021. And I got a retort for that, though. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was, I'm rambling. I got a retort for that. I got a retort for that. So, uh, against the... Okay, so Fox SmackDown is bringing in the money. But we can't say that Raw isn't still the A show. It's still the only show is three hours long. That just because matter. it sucks. Just that doesn't it matter. Sucks. It doesn't mean it's the biggest they show have, either. It's because have, USA wants them to have three hours. That's the yeah. thing. USA doesn't USA have anything needs else. Them. USA needs them. Look, you got to convince Vincent Kennedy McMahon that Raw is not the A show. He all will always see Raw as the A show. That's the one that he that started everything that won the wars for him, that did everything. Yes, he's only giving these people, he's only giving them Roman Reigns and Charlotte because the network asked for them. If it wasn't for that, they would still be on Raw. They would be on Raw. 
If they were the Brock- A show, they would be on the A show. Those are the biggest stars that WWE has. SmackDown, Ty, don't can, get me wrong. SmackDown is yeah, just, SmackDown's yeah. A show. It's a bigger show. It's a show that they Ty, care I about. I think Vince is looking at the money. I don't think he's looking at Raw as his thing that helped him in the 90s, which it did. But right now he's looking at, okay, this this network is giving me this bag of money right now. This the is the And the Attitude Era couldn't even go on Fox if they wanted to. It's a whole different product now. And I think, uh, Ty, even though it's clear you're you're phoning in tonight from Stanford, uh, that <laughs> wow, I like it. I would I would say that the uh, the argument that WWE is taking it seriously is off the table because they cut ads for a half an hour of their show, and um, while. I I love the shit talking of Tony Khan. He's not wrong. It's going to depend on who has the money to be able to do that. Because I mean, he, we even learned from the the Monday Night Wars that the commercial breaks is when people turn away. They see what's going on on the other show. If it's interesting, it grabs them. That's where they stay. So mm-hmm. back to that situation on Fridays, whether it's for you know a couple of months, whether it's for a, a little bit of time while hockey season is on, like we're head to head. And it's really going to come down to who can afford to go those long periods of time, especially during their prime sales period for ads and not include advertising. That's a money move. McMahon would not have done that if because trust me, that man tries to grab money in every situation. He absolutely can. Anything they can put a WWE branding logo on, they do. So if ads all right, you say Raw is the flagship. I think advertising is the flagship <laughs> program for <laughs> well, the, and then there's and there's another Monday. There's another Monday issue, right? There's another Monday issue because we would look at it like Monday Night Raw um, versus you know versus whatever. But WWE's got to look at it like a business. What's the biggest thing now on Monday Night? Like now, currently, NFL, NFL. So they they the the WWE is trying to grab that first hour now. And if you notice, they put their best stuff. They put the New Day, Big E, all of those Raw, like the people that wanted to carry Raw, um, in that first hour doing really cool stuff for since Monday Night Footballs came in. The biggest the the really is really funny, and we didn't even think of this. The scariest thing that's happened to to WWE, especially on Monday nights, um, since football season started, was the Manning brothers. The Manning brothers, for whatever reason, is like a, a commentary phenomenon on Monday Night Football on the on ESPN2. They have like Peyton and Eli Manning just talking trash during the entire game. And the last three weeks, the Manning brothers, um, I guess after the first two games or something like that, the Manning brothers took a break. And they were like, oh, we'll be back after like week five. And it was like mm-hmm. ESPN had this big problem because they didn't know how popular it was going to be. It turned out to be extremely popular. It, it like draws almost equal or better than Monday Night Football. So um, the interesting thing was ESPN didn't know what they had, but WWE is looking at this like, oh shit, like we had to deal with Monday Night Football. Now we have to deal with this spinoff of Monday Night Football where it's like, you know what I mean? They're not even really watching the game. They're watching Eli Payton talk about the game. It's a very 2021 social media thing, right? But these are the the problems that WWE has to deal with, where I will say when you're the underdog or the up-and-comer or the startup, Tony Khan can put laser beams on WWE and say, we're going to do all we can to compete with WWE. WWE's got to look at, like, we're competing against whatever's coming on Monday night, whatever's coming on Friday night. Like, it's a whole different 
level of competition and world. And that's that's the problem you have when you're the big boys. And I, I will say this, and, and, I'll let, and I will let it go after this. If Tony Khan really wants to be that guy, then move your show to 8 o'clock. Really go head to head with SmackDown. Move your move your flagship show, your Dynamite show, to Monday like TNA did. Bad business. Happens. It's a bad business. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. He 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 he's talking on his mess. He's, yeah, at, but he's, you, he's talking <laughs> reckless. Like meet me at the bus loop. You meet can me at the do bus that. Loop. <laughs> hey, look, you can do that when you're when you're when you're scrappy dude, right? Talking trash mm-hmm. to the big you whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can do that because then you're forcing them to basically look down right now but if you ignore them too long you're going to realize like oh there's a problem um i want to ask i want to ask villa because i know you uh villa i know he said he hadn't um been as tuned in to the to the newer products um but since we have you and i know you're, you're uh limited on time what are some things in your life wrestling wise i know you said attitude era ruthless ruthless aggression era what are some things yeah. in your life that um, really, like, you identified? Like, what was some significant moments in wrestling that you could just apply to, oh, that was going on in my life at the time? Uh, yeah, like, the ruthless aggression era, I was, you know, I wasn't a little kid then. I was in middle school, and I was, and I understood what was going on with the product then. So, like, when seeing John Cena coming out as prototype, cutting a promo on Kurt Angle, smacking him, that was the birth of what's well, almost the birth of um, hip hop John Cena on Halloween that same year. <laughs> I don't know if that was a problematic era or not, but yeah, that whole era was like they were all uh, problematic. Uh, yeah, there was not a there's not a non problematic era. Just letting you know. I know, uh, but yeah, like just that time, I was just being a kid and enjoying the shows. CM Punk, when he did the pipe bomb, I was like, oh, okay. I was like an older teenager. And it's like, okay, wrestling is getting a, ho- a whole lot more more real, breaking breaking kayfabe. Um, it was a shoot, the shoot work kind of promos. That's when I was got, getting interesting into the, you know, more in tune with the show now, again, after I um, quit watching it for a little bit. And then that's when I started following the whole backstage, you know, following dirt sheets and all that stuff, <clears throat> which I think... I feel like dirt sheets kind of ruin wrestling for me too now because everybody's spoiled so much of mostly WWE that I see. And sometimes AEW I see spoilers, but like there's no more, there's no more fun in that. And there's no more surprises anymore. Like Ooh. I always hit, listen to other podcasts, like cheap shout out to Rosenberg and stack guy, Greg, they, <laughs> and, they always Dipperstein, Dipperstein. <laughs> and they always, they always yearn for the surprises, right? Like, what happened to the moments where you're like, oh, I didn't know Jericho was coming out in 99 against The Rock? I didn't know. I mean, it was dirt sheets then, but I had no I had no access to it. I was, you know, AOL dial-up then. But, like, now it's it's so instant. It's like, all right, this person jumping ship. Like, I want to be surprised when I see Rusev turn into Miro on AEW or, you know, Aleister Black turn into Malachi, Malachi Black. It's like, yeah, Tong Po right there. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't know. It just feels like now it's everything is spoiled and it just gets ruined, and I just tune out because I don't know. That's just me. I'm starting to tune out now, actually, because there's so much back and forth. Like, I, I know the whole ratings war thing, it's fun and all, but like, can y'all just have y'all own show and not 
say WWE or take shots all the time. Just do your own thing, you know? Like, I get it. It's a business thing. and It's competition. But, like, can y'all do it without name dropping or taking, you know, subtle digs at other companies and your friends that works there, you know? I, I like mean, that. Go ahead. To that, to that point, um, I think Tony Khan has been a very much, I think it's like his motto is, like, watch your wrestling. So to be 100% honest, when we're seeing people taking shots and stuff, like y'all's head at the table got on Twitter and talked shit this yeah. week. Loved you know it. I'm yeah, I, I, get, yeah it. I get that. I, yeah, I, I remember it. when Sami Zayn, when, and Sami Zayn, way before when uh, AEW started, Sami Zayn name dropped AEW on TV. I was like, oh, that's something new. That's cool with me. But when it's coming becoming constant, like y'all just focus on y'all's show now. Like, I'm going to be the contrarian on this, though, because I love the back and forth. I love, like we, I don't know if we'll have time to get into it, but the uh, Hit Row versus Young Bucks, uh, oh, Top yeah. Dollar Rap Beat. I loved it. I, I loved funny, everything though. about I thought, it. Bushley. I thought that was funny. Oh, you didn't like it, Ty? <laughs> all right. Bushley. Okay. All right. So I don't want to go. Look, I don't want to go off the rails too much. And Megan, I know. Look, I don't want to hijack everything. I Villa brought up an interesting point that I'd be interested to hear everybody's round robin on the biggest legitimate surprise throughout your whole wrestling fandom. What was the biggest surprise that happened in wrestling that you were like, I can't believe that happened. Somebody coming out, some something. But what was the thing that you were like, oh, crap, I can't believe that happened on a surprise level that you didn't know enough, no advance warning, no dirt suit. The earliest for me was Chris Jericho. The whole countdown with... Um, uh, Y2K Amazing it played into that I, That was the earliest memory I could think of with, Like I was Legit surprised Keep going around Keep going around okay, um, I'll go next I know one that was uh, Recently for me uh, Was when Brody Lee uh, Premiered on AEW Because one. It was like a lot of them That were signed right At like when COVID was starting So like it was like we still knew that they were there and that maybe like they were they were coming sometime, but you didn't you knew they didn't want to like drop those big entrances, especially at the very beginning when it was like, okay, are we out of this in a couple of weeks? Should we wait? And yeah. Crowd. Um. So just that like crazy shot of him up in the like he did that stand shot where he just like mm-hmm. kind of looked real mean, and I mean it's Brody Lee. What are you What are you gonna do about that? Yeah. <laughs> I got two. I got two. All right. So the first one is way, 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 way back in the day when Medusa came on dropping the oh, women's yeah. title in the trash can. Wow. That was surprising to me on wow. WCW on national TV. Right after being on WWE TV. Right. Yes, that that was the biggest. That's the when I was a kid, I was like, oh, you can't do that to belts. Wow. But um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if somebody would would do that now. Like, would that even be possible now? The, the big thing, like, though, take, the big thing the now is that the other uh, no, the non complete clause now. So that they they oh, built right. those clauses in that time period because okay, of the WCW WWE roars. Yeah, Makes and sense. the Damn. second one, the second one was when Edge came back mm. at, the Rumble. at the Rumble. Yeah, at the Wait, Rumble. you didn't know about. You was surprised about that? I think that was a legitimate surprise. <laughs> I was legitimately surprised by that. That was I was more surprised by that when then when AJ came over. Mm. Wow. 
right. I was going to say that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah. No, no pun intended. <laughs> no, I gotta think. I think I think those are all really good ones. I think the Y two J one for me because the buildup was so long. And we yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't, like I said, I might not have just been following the internet, but I had no idea that it was going to be Jericho. And Jericho yeah. was so famous. He was so over in WCW at the time where he was, as soon as that happened, as soon as it said, because when they did the break the wall down thing, people still didn't know until there was like yeah. this Technotron that said Jericho. And then somebody yeah. had to know because there were Jericho signs in the audience. <laughs> But that was phenomenal because when it said Jericho, then you heard the pop and then you saw him turn around and that was crazy. Um, Against the Rock. Yeah, and it was a great promo <laughs> and it was like Rock acted like he didn't know who he was. And then he yeah. said something that was too great that was like something about who not caring hell? about you because you're down south wrestling wrestling guys named Hooventude. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> it was one of the better Rock promos ever too. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to do what Ty did and go back to some of those war days, because here's the thing. You got to understand that the NWO was pre-internet. So when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showed up, it was Razor Ramon and Diesel, and they were just Mm -hmm. like in the audience with their friends. And at the time you didn't, I didn't know, I wasn't sophisticated enough to know any of the stuff that we know now and about like, you know, they couldn't use Razor Ramon and, and Diesel. Like they couldn't use names and all that stuff. And like, yeah. you know, like all the rules. So for the longest time, it was really great. I didn't know this until they kind of played back the like the NWO history. But for the longest time, Scott Hall would just go, hey, yo, you know me. And he wouldn't say his name. He would just be like, you'd have the toothpick. <laughs> and he wouldn't say Scott Hall, but he'd be like, you know me. And they didn't try. Like now when they when Malachi Black showed up. They were, they were, it seemed like they were still struggling on air because they were like, that's Tommy in, that's Malachi Black. They were just trying to figure it out. But the back in the day, they just let it breathe. They let Kevin Nash and Scott Hall go nameless for like weeks. <laughs> and they would just be yeah. like, those guys are like the baddest wrestlers in the world. And then the whole NWO thing came for like everything in the NWO was so shocking. Because it was such a surprise. You never knew who was going to put on that black and white NWO t-shirt. And the whole thing was like beating up all these good guys, right? And then having somebody turn. And you'd be like, oh my God, that guy's in NWO. That guy's in NWO. And you didn't know until it was like they turned and beat somebody up. And so um, those were that. Those were my biggest surprises. The, the Jericho thing in the NWO. The NWO was a whole wave. But... I was mm-hmm. legitimately surprised every week. Um, every week, the NWO had somebody else. It was like it was it was the biggest thing going, and it now was that was their downfall too, though, wasn't it? Just too many NWO members, or was it just uh, Scott Hall and Hogan? No, it went it, too long. It went too long. Yeah, they had made. I think NWO died because one. Um, they they let the inmates run the asylum. It wasn't the problem yeah. with the problem with the NWO, honestly, wasn't the talent. It was those the talent was running backstage. So yeah. if it was like they squeezed out all the other talent, everything was in, you know, it was like it, it was in it, it had just gotten too too absurd. And uh 
the rise of the like the rise of Stone Cold uh, and DX. And then you want to talk about like Megan, we were just talking about like paying attention and ignoring. They were so desperate at this point. That was a younger Vincent McMahon. Um, they were so desperate that they were showing. Remember the invasion? DX showed up at WCW shows. WWE did things literally like I think w, I'll never forget. WCW had a taped show and they had they were playing a taped show against a live Raw show. Like whoever was the Raw announcer, I think it might have been Jim Ross at the time, literally announced what happened on the WCW show so that they no, wouldn't. I thought watch. it was vice versa. No, no, no. Yeah, it was, no, no. It was it was when Mick Foley won the belt over on WCW. At WWF. No, WWF. WWF. Who's oh. mankind? It was mankind. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. might have been the I remember it was Mick Foley. But it was it was that was so embarrassing on both sides. Uh but the I think WWE, I mean, sorry, to answer your question, they won't be bombed. The NWO went down because they let Hogan, Nash, Hall, all of them, Macho Man, uh Steiner, oh, they let them run the like they let them run creative, and Russo and Bischoff and those guys, all of them were so like it was a different time, man. They were just like drunk on power and high yes. on all kinds of other stuff. What's that, sounds, that sounds familiar. I don't think it's a different time because you still have guys like Bischoff and you know, so like these guys are still working in Stanford where Ty is apparently calling in from tonight. So like. It's not a new day. It's the same old day. Not with those guys. Bischoff and Vince Russo and all those guys are gone. They're all gone. Like, is Russo gone, gone? Because I thought he was there until, like, very recently with, like, a Me Too thing. Pritchard's <laughs> nah. there. Pritchard's, nah, so Pritchard's, Pritchard, there. Pritchard's, still Pritchard's there. there. Um, Paul Heyman, obviously, is in Sanford with Pritchard, Paul Heyman. People power. Vince. They're all there. People but power. Yeah, I think the creative, right, is Khan and Cody. And Omega and those guys over there. So, so, I mean, it could be an NWO type thing with the elite over there. Who knows? Uh, I hope not, but we shall see what plays out. And one day maybe we can come back to this podcast and be like, and Ty can be like, I told you guys. Or we can be like, look, Ty, I told you. So either way, uh, Villa, I know you had a one of the things that we always do here at wrestling chat with friends is we make sure we put our friends over so can you please tell <laughs> where they can find you uh where i know you have a podcast so where can they tune in that let us know more uh, about we can catch up with you so yeah, everybody can find me on instagram and twitter at vlacron that's v-i-l-a-c-r-o-n it's a play on unicron the transformer uh, there's no correlation really, but um, don't find me on Facebook. If you add me on Facebook, I will decline your friend request because I don't know you and I don't like Facebook anymore anyway. So I stopped posting on there. So just don't find me there. It's mainly for family and friends. Um, you can listen to my podcast, <laughs> Full Timers Podcast, uh, on all the streaming services. Um, listen to at least the first 30 seconds so I can get the ad money. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, that's it. That's the only places you can find me. Beautiful. Well, we'll make sure to. Add- <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks for having me, y'all. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us. Have a great night. All right, y'all.
All right. So he bounced before I could ask my my question that I love now and is officially going to be our question every week. Cheats, who's your non-wrestling heel of the week? Ooh, non-wrestling heel of the week. Shout out to my homegirl, Condi Rice, <laughs> who decided to decided that she really was going hard after the McCain spot. Is it Megan McCain who was on The View? Yeah. So Condi Rice shows up on The View. And decides to very in very Condi Rice ways articulate uh, all of the the talking points that I don't believe in in like a really smart way of doing it. So like all the view ladies are sitting there like almost dumbfounded because she's like really obviously she's former Secretary of State. She uh, has a way of carrying herself. There's certain people when you walk into a room, the energy changes. There's that type of people. She is one of those people. She has it. However, she spent all kinds of nonsense, in my opinion. And, you know, you have your own. But she spent all kinds of nonsense. Um, And then, uh, you know, I think it was a really strong audition to get that one slot that has to go against Whoopi Goldberg and those those folks. Um, But shout out to Condi Rice for being my heel of the the week because it doesn't matter how you say it. If you're saying things that I – don't strongly disagree with uh i i can kind of see through that in a way um and then a quick runner up is you know this is a social media thing we're in a social media wave and i nothing i put nothing over folks on social media um and i don't know like again i don't know how you believe in what you believe however i like to say god bless the dead and if somebody passes away uh, for the most part, I'm not going to be the first one to point out their faults or their mistakes. Obviously, I say that we lost Colin Powell. No matter what you think about Colin Powell in regards to some of his historical decisions, and you know, made you know, I think he admits to certain things uh, that he's not proud of today. However, that's not my point. My point is for the people that run the social media and want to. Uh, you know, kick dirt on someone that's passed away when, you know, obviously a lot of folks are grieving, including that man's family. Um, I don't, I don't like it. So that's my, that's my runner up uh, rest. No matter how you feel about it, rest in peace. Uh, that man uh, was a lot of history. Uh, I mean, he's a historic figure in, in, in life, especially for people that look like me. Um, you know, full disclosure, I was in the military. I was a former military person myself. Um, and we didn't have a lot of folks that look like me in the military at those levels that you can look up to, um, the right or wrong. He always carried himself in a certain way of grace and elegance. So if you ran to social media and talked about the mistakes that man made, um, that I know by his actions post, uh, those administrations and what he did up until the time he was, you know, a a good amount of time too. man was 84 years old after those uh, situations. Um, you know, less tolerance for you at this point. So those are my those are my heel of the week and my runners up. That's what I got. I'm really surprised that uh, both of your heels have to do with the Bush administration. It feels like a <laughs> feels like a weird time loop that we're in. Um, it is. But- it's a weird thing. But again, the 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 one of one of those folks I believe is still doubling down on certain things, and one clearly. Uh, after that administration, uh, you know, did some, I think, 
some soul searching and some corrective action. And this man endorsed Obama for president twice. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things where everything's not black and white. It is a lot of gray. And I think we see too often, whether it's somebody like a Colin Powell or it's somebody like our friend on the street, you know what I'm saying? Like our friend that was just, you know, living life and living his family. There's a lot of folks on social media that run to um, bring up certain aspects of, of, of that, you know, the mistakes a person made uh, when they can't defend themselves and their family's grieving. And, you know, we hear it in different coded language, not to get off on a tangent, but you hear it in coded language when somebody passes away. And the first thing somebody says is, well, you know, so-and-so wasn't a saint, man, clown, all that stuff, man. You know what I mean? There's a lot, there's a lot of other things you could say or you, or silence is golden. You don't have to say anything at all. So that's where we are. Um, You actually snatched mine up because um, my heel of the week is, uh, was, I'm sorry, it's got to be Trump's response to Powell's death. I oh, I didn't, I didn't swatch it up, though. That was a whole different thing. Go ahead, though. Go ahead, on. That one was was a little intense for me. And uh, Colin Powell, like, I'm a hard dem. Like, a very, like, I'm I'm a progressive. I'm not even dem. I'm progressive. Like, like it's, it's. I'm not even going to pretend like that's not a thing here. But Colin Powell is a bureaucrat's bureaucrat. And, like, I'm a bureaucrat. <laughs> like, I work for the system. So, like, there's a certain... Uh, there's a certain like sacredness that comes with like giving your life to service for this country and for like the rest of everybody else to be able to do the things that they need to do. And that's not always like, yes, he was a general, but it's not always serving in the military. Sometimes it's, you know, serving, you can be like the person that, you know, stamps approvals at the hall for business licenses. Like people are dedicating their lives to making society work for everyone else. And, um, And again, going back to the point of him afterwards, you know, saying that not only did because the biggest thing for me is obviously the Iraq invasion and um, and I'm a poli sci student. Obviously, there's a shit ton of books administration right up there. Um, But uh, during the uh, afterwards, he said that he was one of the people that was coming forward with the information about it not being a good idea and why not. And uh, pretty much Cheney, you know, shut it down and said, not only are you wrong, but you're going to go sell it to the American people for us. And he said he was a soldier and he felt like he always, you know, had to you follow your orders. But in later in life, he said it was the greatest misstep of his life. Um, So to see someone who is currently and was so successful at just fucking up American come to bureaucracy. Uh, run to social media. Well, run to release something that someone else will release on social media because you're banned um, and just tear him down uh, immediately after his death. That, for me, heel of the week. Easy. Well said. Well said, man. Who you got? (laughs) Kanye again. (laughs) I got nobody. I can't. I can't. (laughs) Wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. I got some. I got some. I got got some. Hold on. What did Kanye do this week? Oh. Did you see that Kanye was speaking of it's we keep coming back to politics? He was meeting with Michael Cohn with this weird white mask on his face. It was nah, so dude, I don't I don't I can't I can't I'm you. I can't it's with in- it. Well, Who's- it should be Kanye's barber, it should be the heel of the week, but I'm not That's gonna hilarious. go into that. Um, but I'm gonna do a little bit right now. So this is uh this is my ball, and I don't want to play defense, so I'm gonna go home, Ben Simmons. 
Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. I like it. I like it. Whiny ass, privileged ass, wow. ass Ben Simmons. Is Keep going, Ty. Give it, give it right, to him, because, because I was I was with him. If you don't want to play somewhere, all right, you're out. You're out. Still, show up for work. Because you're only hurting yourself for your trade value. They're not going to trade you anyway. But if you're going to go to work, don't act like a little bitch about everything. Don't sit there and go and go to work with your sweatpants on and a fu- and a fucking uh, cell phone in your Family pocket. Show time. Huh? Show time. Oh, sorry. Show. Sorry. <clears throat> My bad. <laughs> Vincent gets, gets, does that to me. Vincent is like the. <laughs> right. Right. I like it though. I like the energy. <laughs> but it's it's. We gotta end on something good. We can't. Like I love the. Oh, okay. Gotta I've got some on. good stuff. I've got some good stuff. I feel like we need to end on like something just a little bit more positive. Give me one match you're looking forward to, and then we're out of here. Oh, well, I've got other good stuff too, because oh. I've got, and oh. you and you know it. Um, I sent it. To, I sent it to you. Uh, Thunder Rosa, your favorite person's video blog is back, um, and I thought that an uh, insight into I think her first kind of return vlog episode um, showed her going to GCW. It showed. It showed some really interesting like behind the scenes of like how much time she's alone because she's alone a lot like traveling to these different places and what matches she has so I think she's all elite talent now but Thunder Rosa is still very much a kind of a freelance independent worker and um, AEW does that a lot but um, that was really insightful to see how much she has to do all the places she has to travel and cross on her first one. Hopefully it'll be back for a while. Apparently she had it a couple years ago. Um, and now it's back. So Thunder Rose's vlog is, is back, uh, which was really exciting um, for, for Thunder Rosa fans and, and fans that like uh, what she brings to the game. Um, now are these real matches or dream matches? What do we, what do we want to see? Um, well, first off, just to jump back in, uh, yes, please watch Thunder Rose's vlog. Make sure that you're supporting that. Um, we have, I think now four different main male players over at, uh, AEW that have their own backstage vlog things. And so it's really good. I think. What are they? What are they? Um, so you've got BTE, which is the gold one. That's young bucks. You've got Sammy's vlog. Then Matt Hardy was doing one too. Oh. And um, there's one more. I'm trying to think who it is. I can't remember right now, but there is one more. It might be Nero. It's like more, it's more like gaming centered. Like okay. it's not up down, down, but I think it's like, it's more like I'm going to talk about like other stuff, but we're also behind the scenes. So I think very similar to the way the Roads to the Tops is giving us a good look into Brandy's role. Yeah, um, that's basically the Miz and Mrs. Basically for AEW is what it is. But you did bring up something that's interesting. Um, and that's good, too. It's, I think it's good news. Because um, we really didn't talk a lot about Crown Jewel yet. And we'll have to do it next week. But the... Um, but Do we have to? King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring. I thought it was very interesting how it shaked down so King of the Ring is Xavier Woods. And when you said gaming, it reminded me of that. Um, kudos to him, man. That man has been, he was, the, people don't fully understand. He was the New Day. Xavier Woods created the New Day. They're all friends, but Xavier Woods came up with that gimmick and bought Kofi and Big E 
into what is now one of the biggest, longest running, most successful stables in all of WWE. And that was Xavier Woods trying to find a role for black talent over there. And the new day was that. And so he is finally, after all these years, Kofi being champion, Big E's champion, all these pushes, he actually has something of his own that he can at least say that he was king of the ring. And shout out to him. Shout out to Zelina Vega, who is the first ever queen of the ring. Um, if you guys remember, like I do, two, three months ago, she was fired and out of the country, out of the company, and was protesting unions. <laughs> Her husband is on, was on his way out and over at AEW. They bought Vega back. And now they've given her and they and, and when they bought her back, I thought they fit her wrong. They kept throwing her in these main event situations where Bianca was teeing off on her and Carmella. I thought it was ridiculous, but uh, she is a hard, hard worker. I'll never forget um, in the you know, when they did that big WWE movie for Paige, like the, the Paige movie, the cinematic two hour movie that. We'll talk about that later. I thought it was trash. However, um, Selena Vega p- played AJ Lee. And she actually said, uh, this is cool, but I really want to be a wrestler. And like, I really want to have my own story and have people talk about Selena Vega. This is her opportunity. Thea from Queens. Congratulations uh, on being the first queen of the ring. We'll get into the other stuff. But those are all really good things. It's Gabriel Woods, Selena Vega, Thunder Rosa. Dwayne Martin has merch now. Uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of great things happening in wrestling. There's so many good things. And shout out to, because you know, again, I don't really watch WWE, but shout out to Xavier Woods and Ballard. I watched uh, about the back half of that match. Uh, Finn looks super clean. I've seen him in any clips in a long time. Um, and big shout out to Xavier Woods for bringing back the James Brown with Kofi, yep. where he's like, oh, I'm breaking down. I'm breaking down. And then he's like, no. Off, I'm good. Um, I had a lot of fun with that seeing that this week. Uh, Ty, what are you uh, looking forward to this week? So it's going to be, first of all, uh, Will Ospreay is coming back to New Japan proper. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knows this. No one really watches W uh, New Japan Pro all that much, but I know Ospreay because of because of. Uh, Injury uh, happened in the ring. Kota Ibushi lost the G1 Climax to Kazuchika Okada. So it will be Okada versus Shingo two for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. That's if he can get past Tama Tonga. He will because it's Tama Tonga. So sorry, Tama. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that match at Wrestle Kingdom. That's, that is the big match for me. Ty, you know, we can always count on you to bring in a little bit of international flavor. With international you. and indie, yep. Right, the indie indie promotions. Um, I'm really, I'm just looking forward to the tournament that's happening in um, AEW. I think it's pretty much a given that we're going to end up seeing, um, we're going to end up seeing Kenny uh, versus Hangman. But I still think there's a lot of good matches in there and a lot of good storytelling that I think might happen. Um, I do think that they are getting ready to turn Mox. 
Um, he'll always be a tweener, but I think he's about to go a little bit, a little bit harder, uh, back. So they got him back in his camo trunks. He's got his, like his, his, uh, jacket with the sleeves off now. And I don't know if you guys saw the match with, uh, Wheeler Yuta, but it was very much like I'm coming out. It was one of those, like, it's not a squash, but he definitely came out and like whooped him oh, in. <laughs> So it was a squash. Um, squash. What do with Mox? Because I think Mox is is so safely over that he could go heal for a little while and be fine. Um, and I'd love to see a story with him and Hangman um, once Hangman takes the belt off Kenny, which I think we're all pretty pretty sure is coming down the pipe. But I'm still excited to see how they do it and how it plays out. And again, a very long payoff for a story they've been setting up since they started the company. So anything else, Cheats? We got anything else tonight? Two belts? Or we can we can we call it a one, two, three? We can call it a one, two, three. The last thing I will say, and um, shout out to again, my son, because Cam turned uh seven. And I think I told you guys this offline, but Cam told turned seven, and one of the friends he invited to his birthday party um happens to his father, who I was just noticed his t-shirt. Um is a referee and kind of a backstage person at United Elite Wrestling right here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, so if you're not familiar with United Elite Wrestling, it's the indie promotion that is here right now in Richmond, Virginia. They have a show coming up in November um, that takes place right in Richmond. So if uh, United Elite Wrestling will have more details in the future. I've actually never been. Um but I am looking forward to it. They, I told them about WCWF and they're excited about getting to, to meet us. So uh, shout them out and there'll be more to come, but they do have uh, social media presence and online presence in the, in the Indies right here in Richmond. So there is independent wrestling in Richmond uh, doing their thing. Make sure you check them out and uh, we'll have way more, I think in regards to this show and what their promotion is doing as we move forward. Absolutely. And I definitely think that's one. Um, if you are our friends here in Richmond, mask up, come out, hang out with us. Cause uh, if they're coming that close, we've got that. And we've got AEW coming to Norfolk. We got a lot of events coming up really quickly and really soon. So uh, as always, WCWF wrestling chat with friends, will be here to talk to you about all things heels and faces and wonderful toys. Look at the Luchasaurus one, though. That's my favorite. Jurassic, Jurassic Express. Dinosaur. A giant Lucha dinosaur. I'm Thank sorry. You. Ty, uh, do you have any last words from Stanford tonight? Did Vince tell you? Yes. Yes, one more thing. One more thing before uh, Vince, cut the check. Johnny Ace, cut the check. I need that money. I need that money. Okay. Johnny Ace. <laughs> People power, that ace crusher. Yes. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, as always, we're going to go out on a three count because that's how real wrestlers do. One, two, yeah. three. Yo, yo, See you next week. Peace, peace. Right. See you.